Welcome to this week's edition of the St. Paul Podcast. I'm Peter Marty, Senior Pastor of St. Paul Lutheran Church, located in the heart of Davenport, Iowa. Right here each week, you can hear a message to inspire your walk with God and hear beautiful music to fill your life. Let this podcast be your occasion to contemplate some of the deepest things in life, just as I hope it helps faith come alive for you. Pastor Sarah Olson-Smith, and I'm so grateful to be with you on this podcast today. I hope that as you listen to this podcast, you are having a good day, perhaps soaking in some summer sunshine or someone maybe just graciously let you have the right away as you drive, or maybe you just found some reason for joy today. But I'm also aware that not every day is sparkles and sunshine and that all of us face challenges in this life. Our lives are a rich and complicated tapestry of all kinds of emotions and experiences and realities. Thankfully, as followers of Jesus, our faith gives us what we need to navigate the struggles and complications, the ups and downs of this life. Today, we'll hear from the Apostle Paul, who himself knew great suffering. Paul wrote these letters to communities throughout the Roman Empire to offer them encouragement and understanding. These words are 2,000 years old, but they still have meaning for us today. And the words we hear today are written to that community of believers in Rome. They offer assurance as they face persecution because of their faith. So listen now to Paul's letter to the Romans, the fifth chapter. 
Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will someone die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. But God proved God's love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And here is my sermon based on these beautiful words from Paul's letter to the Romans. When we lived in New Jersey before we moved here to Iowa, one of our dearest friends was a pastor colleague of ours named Bob. Bob was in his 70s and he'd almost always wear his pastor collar with a suit jacket that was a little bit too big for him that hung off of his spindly sinewy frame. Bob was full of wisdom and terrible jokes. He always had a box full of Scottish shortbread cookies in his car in case we needed them for our pastor gatherings. While we were in New Jersey, his wife was diagnosed with a brutal and aggressive form of bladder cancer, which killed her too quickly and after much suffering. But in those months, Bob would faithfully come to our pastor gatherings, shortbread in hand, He was often teary-eyed and exhausted, but Bob had this sort of persistent hope, this deep, steady trust through it all. I can't remember the context of what happened around this, but I will never forget sitting one morning with Bob around these tables in the basement of one of our churches in, in the state, and Bob said something to us like, I don't know much anymore, only this. And he reached into the pockets of his suit jacket and pulled out two buttons, one in each hand, one that was stored in each of his pockets. Those little mound, round metal buttons that you put on backpacks or pin onto a jean jacket. The first one he showed us in one hand, it was a black button with white words on it and it said simply, stuff happens. Except it was a much less polite way of saying that same thing. And then Bob reached into his other pocket and pulled out a red button that said on it, I am loved. That's it, he said. That's how I make sense of things. It's my hope. I think about Bob as I read those words of Paul's, Paul to the community in Rome about these realities of suffering and the promise of hope that will not disappoint us. The first truth of Bob's buttons is that stuff happens. Hard stuff happens. Terrible things are part of this life. In this Western modern way, we often think that through our achievements or our knowledge or our affluence or our goodness, that somehow we can avoid suffering. But this is not true and denies the reality of our human existence. It is simply impossible to avoid grief. 
suffering or death. We often think that if we're good enough or believe enough or try hard enough, we will get by without any affliction or suffering. But stuff happens. It's not God's fault. It's not God's failure. And it's especially never God's intent or plan. It just is. And yes, we can and we must do whatever we can to alleviate the suffering in this world for others. And at the end of the day, stuff happens. Sometimes when we're talking with families as they're preparing for a baptism, parents come in with this sort of wishful thinking that the baptism will provide some sort of insurance policy or a shield of protection. Like somehow after the water is splashed over their beloved baby's head, there's this force field that will surround them forever. But the truth is that the words we speak at baptism aren't a magic spell against struggle or harm. Our kids will still have their knees skinned when they fall off a bike. Their hearts will be broken. They will love and they will grieve. God doesn't promise us a force field of protection. We are given something that I think is even better, a faith that is just what we need to navigate this world of challenges, an identity to help us to live with hope and courage in the midst of this hard world, a community with whom we can find meaning. All of which might be able to be summed up in Bob's second button. I am loved. As Paul writes about in those words we just heard, we are pulled into this amazing relationship with God in Jesus, a love that is ours because of all that Christ has done. This love which is poured into our lives is just what we need to navigate a world where struggle is inevitable, where stuff happens. And so for Paul, the question isn't who suffers or why or how or where. Paul just understands that it does happen. Afflictions are real and troubles will come. So what matters then is how we live in the midst of them. How does our faith guide us through them so that we are not overcome by despair or unmoored by doubt or paralyzed by grief or made self-absorbed or indifferent by pain? In the words we read from Paul, he tells his friends in Rome and he tells us now that this love of God is poured out for us. It's poured out for us and gives us two things, peace in the present and hope for the future. In the midst of our sufferings and struggle, we can lean into this peace that we are not alone, that we are not abandoned that we are held in the care of the one who made this universe and yet knows every hair on our head. Peace that Christ died for us while we were still sinners and will never, ever give up on us. I remember talking with someone who shared about how they were going in for this serious cardiac procedure, which was so anxiety-filled for them. They were so worried about it. And they were worried and worried, but as they were just about to enter into the surgical space, they had this peace wash over them, this confidence in God's presence. I've heard others talk about how they felt this almost tangible embrace of of prayer 
knowing that people were praying for them, surrounded and held by those prayers as they grieved. And it's also true, especially in this society's commitment to excessive positivity, that there's a peace that comes when we can tell the truth of our own hurting, when we name our grief, when we acknowledge our struggle. There's peace in the present. But it's not just that. There's also hope for the future. Hope isn't just some wishful thinking. It's this certainty, this trust of a different kind of future. Hope is this knowledge that what is now is not what will always be. Hope is this awareness that goodness is possible and will come. It's kind of like the defiance of a candle that keeps on burning even in the darkest night. The hope that does not disappoint us is Easter hope given from Jesus who knew suffering and gave us life eternal and abundant. Hope for the future. Maybe if the Apostle Paul had two buttons in his pockets, he'd have these two, peace in the present, hope for the future. And this helps us to make sense of those words we heard from Paul about how suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. So listen to those words again, but this time in the translation from Eugene Peterson in the message. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with trouble because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. We can't round up enough containers. With peace now and hope of what's to come, our suffering can indeed be our teacher. The Rabbi Steve Leader has said that this kind of learning that grows from pain, he says about pain, is pain worth it? No but neither is it worthless. When I think about these words from Paul, I think about my dad. My dad died 20 years ago following months of suffering from multiple myeloma. My dad was a pastor and he was an early blogger before bloggers were even a thing. He'd write these essays on a website and people would follow it. He had these, thought, these beautiful thoughts about books he was reading and doing ministry, all those sorts of things. But after he, had, he was diagnosed with cancer, he started to write too about what it meant to live with cancer and in the midst of this world. And in the post he wrote about when he was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, he wrote about it and he wrote about how my grandmother moved into our house during her last months of life. She was in hospice care in our home. And so my dad wrote, when my mom moved in, I told some friends that one of the things I feared, well, the one thing I feared was that we would waste the suffering. He goes on to say, 
I hate to think of the months ahead, but if I must face them, I am eager to see what God will teach me. My dad goes on to write, given this reality, this broken life, how can I be faithful? In the midst of this broken life, we have peace in the present and hope for the future. And because of that, we can dare to do something that is baffling to the world around us. We can dare to let our suffering teach us. Given this reality, we might ask, how can we be faithful? We can be open to letting the struggles develop endurance in us and patience. We can be open to the lessons they teach us about our character and virtue to help us see ourselves and others with deeper empathy, to allow ourselves to be changed. The suffering happens. It is never good. But let's not waste it. As Rabbi Leader, Steve Leader said, if you have to go through hell, don't come out empty-handed. Is the pain worth it? No but neither is it worthless. I know 20 years later that my father's suffering was awful and his death was tragic and the grief of his loss was, is enormous. But every day I try to live so that the suffering was not wasted. I am who I am now because of him, his faith, his hope, his living and his dying. Those words from Romans are an invitation to us that each of us might follow in the ways of Paul and Bob and my dad and allow our struggles and suffering to teach us to become people of more endurance and more patience, of deeper character and virtue because we have peace now and hope for the future, a hope that will not disappoint us. Amen. You live among the least of these, the weary and the weak, and it would be a tragedy for me.
Now we turn to God in prayer, saying those words Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And now, a blessing for you. No matter your circumstances, know that God is pouring out goodness and love to you. There aren't enough containers to hold it all. So may you know deep peace today and hope for tomorrow. Hope that will not disappoint. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be yours now and forever. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And thanks for your support of the ministries of St. Paul Lutheran Church. Our commitment to projects that lend hope to other people stretches across the country and around the world. We hope that in a good way you feel a part of that reach. Tune in next Thursday for another edition of the St. Paul Podcast.